0: Cattle prices continued higher last week, supported by fewer cattle numbers and less beef production, as well as the improving drought outlook. Coming up on your weekly Calf News Price Point podcast, presented by Cattle Currents, Wes Ishmael. Hello. I'm Wes Ishmael. Welcome to your weekly Calf News Price Point podcast for the 7th of March, sponsored by the U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef, which emphasizes a better future for beef includes you. When it comes to improving sustainability in the beef industry, we're all in it together from pasture to plate. We're connected by our supply chain, and our efforts are made stronger by common goals. The U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef set goals, to maintain and improve our grazing land and water resources, reduce greenhouse gas emissions, increase efficiencies, and care for our animals and our people. When we work together, the benefits come full circle. Take action to protect the resources that sustain us all at usrsb.org forward slash goals or more simply usrsb.org and look for the goals tab. Now to the news. Cattle feeders continued to gain marketing leverage last week as year-over-year cattle slaughter and beef production continued to decline. Regionally, negotiated cash-fed cattle prices for the week were $1 to $2 higher on a live basis at $165 a hundredweight. Dress prices were $3 higher in Nebraska at $265 and steady to $3 higher in the Western Corn Belt at 262 to 265 the five-area direct weighted average fed steer price last week was $1.30 higher on a live basis at $165.02. The average steer price in the beef was $3.46 higher at 264.43. Live cattle futures closed an average of 65 cents higher week to week on Friday from 5 cents to a dollar 2 higher except for 40 cents lower in near June. On Monday, however, they closed an average of $0.65 higher. Total cattle slaughter last week of 629,000 head was 11,000 more than the previous week, but 30,000 head fewer than the same week last year. Estimated year-to-date total cattle slaughter of 5.7 million head was 153,000 fewer, or 2.6% less than the same time last year. Estimated year to date beef production of 4.7 billion pounds was 219.2 million pounds less, or 4.5% less, than a year earlier. In his weekly market comments, Andrew P. Griffith, agricultural economist at the University of Tennessee, explains cattle slaughter the first two months of the year is down relative to the same two months a year ago. Heifer slaughter is up ever so slightly while steer slaughter is down 2.2%, and beef cow slaughter is down 5.7% compared to last year. According to Griffith, heifer slaughter rates are sure to begin running lower than year-ago rates as we move through the year due to extremely high rates of slaughter a year ago and the desire to retain females for breeding. He says this factor alone will assist cattle feeders in maintaining leverage for the foreseeable future, and it means cattle feeders are likely to hold out for higher prices each week until packers are willing to raise bids. Griffith adds that the supply is only going to get tighter moving through the next couple of years. Choice box beef cutout value was $2.04 higher week-to-week on Friday at $289.32 a hundredweight, Select was twenty two cents lower at two hundred seventy six eighty six. Remember, a better future for beef includes you. When it comes to improving sustainability in the beef industry, we're all in it together from pasture to plate. We are connected by our supply chain and our efforts are made stronger by common goals. The US Roundtable for Sustainable Beef set goals to maintain and improve our grazing land and water resources reduce greenhouse gas emissions, increase efficiencies, and care for animals and our people. When we work together, the benefits come full circle. Take action to protect the resources that sustain us all at usrsbasinbeef.org and look for the Goals tab. Cow-calf producers also continued gaining leverage last week as calves and feeder cattle sold mainly higher to sharply higher at auctions monitored by cattle current. Nationwide, steers and heifers sold $2 to $6 higher, according to the Agricultural Marketing Service. Support included widespread moisture. According to the February 28th U.S. drought monitor, 55% of the continental United States was abnormally dry or experiencing drought versus 73% a year earlier. The CME Feeder Cattle Index was $4.97 higher week-to-week on Friday at $187.21, the highest level since November of 2015. Week-to-week on Friday, feeder cattle futures closed an average of $2.75 higher from $0.92 to $3.32 higher. They were up another average of $2.11 on Monday. Week-to-week on Friday, corn futures closed an average of $0.07 lower through the front six contracts. Supposing drought abates in much of the country, even with prices encouraging herd rebuilding, scant beef heifer numbers suggest expansion is unlikely this year, says Daryl Peel, Extension Livestock Marketing Specialist at Oklahoma State University. In his weekly market comments, Peel points out the current beef cow herd is the smallest in 61 years. The 5.16 million beef heifers January 1st were 5.8% less year over year. They declined 5.5% the previous year. He explains beef replacement heifers represented 17.9% of the January 1st beef cow herd, the smallest proportion since 2012. For perspective, Peel explains beef replacements reached a cyclical peak level of 21% of the beef cow herd. According to Peel, heifers diverted from breeding to feeding contributed to the 4% year-over-year increase in heifer slaughter in 2021 and the 4.8% year-over-year increase in 2022, all of which contributes to the limited number of replacement heifers available this year. Peel explains the numbers suggest that beef cow herd expansion is not possible in 2023. More likely this year, he says, is increased retention of heifer calves and breeding or yearling heifers that will fuel herd expansion beginning in 2024. If that happens, he says both beef cow and heifer slaughter will decrease sharply in 2023. Although beef stocks and cold storage January 31st were 2% less than the previous month, they are 1% more year over year and remain historically large, According to David Anderson, extension livestock economist at Texas A&M University, in the latest issue of In the Cattle Markets from the Livestock Marketing Information Center, Anderson explains cold storage stocks of beef tend to peak in December through January and reach a low in June to July. He says the seasonal decline in stocks has been on average about 82 million pounds over the last five years, he adds that last year there was very little seasonal decline and supplies grew to 544 million pounds by the end of the year. Beef and cold storage at the end of last month was 533 million pounds, according to Anderson. Putting this level of stocks into context, he says, 533 million pounds is about 1.6 pounds per person, which is not a lot different than per capita stocks over the last several decades. He explains per capita cold storage stocks were over 2 pounds back in the early to mid-1970s when the U.S. hit peak cattle numbers and beef demand began to decline. Keep in mind, domestic beef production was record large last year. Total red meat supplies in freezers January 31st were up 5% from the previous month and up 9% from last year, according to USDA's cold storage report. According to Griffith. It's difficult to know if the trend in stocks of cold storage will continue throughout the year, but an expectation of declining production should pull cold storage stocks lower. With year-to-date beef production 4.1% lower so far this year, he says it's unlikely domestic beef production in 2023 can rival that of last year, given the expectation of fewer animals harvested and reduced harvest weights. Cattle feeders may attempt to put more pounds on cattle moving forward, he says, but there are no guarantees. Griffith adds the market remains a fluid environment and that many expectations hinge on when heifer retention begins and producers start holding on to a few more calves. And that's your weekly Calf News Price Point podcast for the 7th of March, sponsored by the U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef. I'm Wes Ishmael. Thanks for listening.